Amen. And I, and I do, as we were just sitting there praying, I just want to take a, again, a, you can never say thank you enough. Thanks for all y'all do. I mean, it's, we're in this thing together. Amen. We're in this thing together. And, uh, you know, our focus is, is going to be on Christ. And sometimes we have to make changes along the way. Uh, but, you know, God is good. God's supplying God working all the time. So that leads me into this. Our message is called Why Fret? Right. Now, I got to tell you, with all the changes and stuff, I, I was starting to have to read my message again this morning because <laughs> I was talking to Eric and he said, man, don't worry about it. We got it. We got it. We got it. You know, talking to other folks. Don't worry. We got it. And then and I kind of just looked over and I'm thinking, yeah, why fret? You know, because we can get consumed with the things, can't we? We can get, you know, with this has got to be done and this has got to be done and, you know, all these things. So I know that this is a timely message for us. Maybe especially me, you know, I always say preaching to me first. But, you know, the, what I wanted to do today, this is how God brought this together. I was just thinking about, you know, a lot of times we worry. Right. And we, we preached on worry. And I think Fred's just another version of saying we worry. But you know what? Maybe we need to hear that again. Amen. Because there's a lot of things that go on. And I said, Lord, well, you know, what exactly are we going to share out of this? And this is how he, he broke it out. You know, if you look on your sheets, you know, I love like making those little cross deck uh, learning things. And so if you look at F-R-E-T, we're going to look at, you know, sometimes we forget. Sometimes we need to remember and we always need to experience and we always need to trust him. Amen. So that's what we're going to look at. And, and God really showed me through a familiar psalm how we can do that. Amen. But I wrote this down. Fret divides the mind. It drains our faith. It splits our energy between, listen to this, today's priority and tomorrow's potential problems. Notice I said potential problems. You know, and there's nothing wrong about being prepared, uh, but it's another thing to be overwhelmed and perplexed on stuff, you know. And so I, I pray today that we focus on the comfort and the compassion of who we serve, who is our shepherd, who's our Lord. Amen. You know, it's about choices. It's about trusting. And it's easy to say those things, but sometimes it's a little bit tougher to walk them out, isn't it? And it's about faith. So as we go and unpack this today, I, I, how many have ever heard the 23rd song? That's what I thought, everybody and their brother, right? Well, you know what? That's usually something that we only hear at funerals, isn't it? Isn't that something? Well, I'm going to tell you what, that psalm is for the living as well, amen? It's for us that are kicking. Because what it does is it continues to bring comfort on our everyday walk in confidence in Christ. And I pray today as, as we walk through this, God shows us how he brings comfort, confidence, and security in every step of the way. But sometimes we just need to hear it. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I told you I had a phone call and I, Prayed with a friend of mine and they were going through some tough times. And I just try to remind them from the word of God that they're not in this alone and and remind them of the promises. And I never forget what they said before we hung up on the phone. He said, man, everything you told me, I, I, I know. But it sure was good to hear, didn't it? Good to be reminded. It's just good to be reminded. It's good. Just like we were talking to some friends when they come in. said, man, we just need to charge up again. So I pray if you're a little low today that you just charge up on what Jesus has for us. Amen. So today's message is why fret? And uh, we're going to break that out. But before we get too far gone on that, I want to read a little something. I was, I was doing a little research on sheep and the shepherd. You know, and I found out some amazing things I'm going to unpack there. But one thing I, I know, just like sheep, we are spiritually dead and blind and lost in our sin without Jesus Christ. Can I get an Amen. You know, and, and so we need him. And this is why Jesus spoke in the parable of the lost sheep. He is the good shepherd who laid down his life for us. He searches for us even when we're lost to save us and to show us the way of eternal life. He's looking for us. He's wanting us to come back home. And as his church, as his disciples, we should have that same goal. That's why we're going to do what we do. Not just on Sundays, but, but every day. But we try to get out beyond the church walls. And if we got a buddy up with somebody else to do it, that's okay. Because our heart is still the same. Our motive is this. 
that Jesus Christ be proclaimed wherever we go. Amen. Through the website, through the preaching and teaching here, through, you know, bands and different things like that, through anything, through our lives, that we can just uh, show them who the Lord is in our life. And, I, and there were some other things I thought that was really cool in here. It says we can easily be led astray by others in our own destruction. See, sheep will do that. I didn't know all this about sheep until I started reading a little bit about it. You know, they say sheep will follow one another and they'll just, they'll just they'll fall off a cliff. That's pretty amazing. And I'll probably bring it up again in here, but I got excited about some of the things I learned. It said, you know what? That sheep, if the water is running, right, real fast, that they won't even drink of it. They'll, they'll just get thirsty and fall over before they'll drink of that water. So what the shepherd has to do sometimes, he's got to break it down. He's got to slow it down. He'll dam up that water so that they'll get a drink. Isn't that amazing? See, sometimes we got to slow down the world so we can get a drink of what Jesus has got for us. Amen. So this is what I, what I pray we do today. Just, you know, with that analogy of sheep and a shepherd, uh, you know, who's the sheep? That's us. And who's the good shepherd? Jesus Christ. So what I want to do is read the psalm, and then we're going to kind of unpack it a little bit. Does that sound all right? Here we go. So we're going to be in the 23rd psalm. It's amazing how powerful these six verses are. Now, you guys heard these. A lot of these, you, you, you know it by heart. But let's just kind of cut through this. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I got a question for you. Why fret? Amen. If the Lord is your shepherd, why fret? Today's the reminder. All right. Well, I think one reason that we, we fret at times is because we forget. Amen. We forget that the Lord is our shepherd, don't we? We think we got to do it all. But today I want you to think about this. You know, what, what does a shepherd do? He leads. He guides. He provides. Amen. You know, just over and over and over. You know, I, I, I was doing some more reading. They said, you know, he's got his rod and his staff. You know, he's used that for protection. They said that he would hold that rod out and count the sheep as they pass under. You know what I mean? You know, isn't it something at the cross? You know, there's plenty of room. God just keeps on counting. Come on. Come on. We're not full yet. Come on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Counting them sheep. Bringing them on in. And so today, I, I want you to know about his provision, his security, his love, right? We don't want to forget that. And a lot of times I think we forget about our freedom that we have. And you know, a lot of times freedom to different people mean a lot of different things. But I'll tell you, when you don't have your freedom, when you, you have something where, where uh, it's been taken from you and you can't do the things that you used to do, man, that's stifling, isn't it? But when we give our life to the Lord, he rescues us from sin and sets us in the family of God so that we can freely serve him. We have a choice now. We have a choice. We can serve him. Right before we were serving sin, we were hooked in it, man. But Jesus made a way to break us out and free us from that when we put our faith and trust in him. So when we grasp this, this, this freedom thing, it should really, really captivate our hearts. Right. And I, and I wrote it like this. I said it should give us peace, strength and joy from what we know, not about what we don't know. Now, what do you mean by that? There's a lot of stuff that we're still learning about the Lord. Amen. It's all good, amen? 
But what should help us have freedom and peace and, and comfort in our life is what we do know. You know, we know that he's the only way to heaven, right? We know that he's the good shepherd. We know that he forgives sin. We know that he's the only way to forgive sin. So if you just take a couple of those nuggets right there and seal them in your heart, that's freeing, isn't it? It's right there. But see, a lot of times we forget. We forget who we belong to. Well, something else. The Lord is showing me this. We grow faint in our own strength. See, a lot of times we say, I got it. I'll run with it. I'll run with it. And then when I get wore out, can't do any more, then we call on the name of the Lord. Or we go ahead and make that decision and then ask the Lord to bless it. I know I'm the only one here that's ever done that, right? I'm just, yeah, I'm going to do this. Lord, can you help me now? But do we seek the Lord, right? Before we make these decisions, right? Hey, you know, that's, it, it's all about him. So, so listen to this. The sheep trust the shepherd. They don't stay up all night, right? They don't say, I wonder if he's leaving. I wonder if he's going to jump the fence and leave us here by ourselves, right? You know, that sounds kind of crazy, right? Do we do that with God? Yeah, I know, but. Yeah, but you don't know what I dealt, dealt with yesterday. But you don't know about all my sin. You don't know what I did when I was a young man, lady, whatever the case. You don't know what I did yesterday. All these things. I want to tell you, if you're going to forget about something, forget about that. It's under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you called on the name of the Lord, feel sure that he's reconciled your debt of sin. Totally, holy, purely, forever. Amen. That's freeing, isn't it? That's freeing. Well, there's a few other things. See, the, the sheep, they just, they just turn around and they just trust and follow. They just trust and follow. And, and see, we would just have that peace if we would just rely on the good shepherd. See, a lot of times we go, well, I just don't know how this is going to work out. I just don't know. I'll give you a perfect example. I was trying to say, man, that weather don't look good. You know, we got this event going on. We got this, we got this, we got this, we got this. You know? And we start thinking and, and, and boom, it pops out. Well, why don't you call... Your friends down here. Give them a call. And they're all on board. Whatever you need. See, you know, one of the things I hope that we see through this, and we, we preach this and teach this a lot. We always talk about this. We're about kingdom building. And I think that's great when you join in with other believers about kingdom building. It's not about coming here. It's not about going over there. It's not about, well, we can't do this with them. See, if you're brothers and sisters in Christ, it's about him. See? And so you don't care where you, you, you corral them. You just want the sheep to know the good shepherd. Amen. And so I, I just think that's amazing. So, so many times it's, it's we forget about what God's done. That's why I always encourage us. Hey, let's go back and read what God's doing. Let's go back and see what's going on. You know, I, I bring this up from time to time about journaling, writing down a few things. A lot of stuff I write down is usually I put on my Facebook page to encourage folks. You know, something I wrote the other day, I might have it in here. I think I wrote something like this. The Lord show me. Don't, don't get distracted by all the worldly things and miss out on the godly blessings for today. You know, we can get really overwhelmed with stuff. We preached a message years ago on the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Man, I would have done this if I could. Well, I should have done this. Plowing backwards. So today, I hope that we, if we're going to forget something, forget about the past mistakes because they've been brought to the foot of the cross. Amen. I pray they have. All right. And if not, we'll do that today. Because he totally reconciles us, makes us right. When you reconcile your checkbook, everything's balanced out. He reconciles us with the blood of Christ. That's what it, when, when God looks at you, he looks and sees the sacrifice of Christ and perfection. You go, you're kidding me. No, no, read the word. As he says, you know what? We're made right. We're set into that family by what he's done. Amen. So let's not forget what God's done. 
All right, everybody doing good, right? Oh, we're we just getting going now. We need to remember. What do we need to remember, buddy? And this is where we're going to kind of break this out a little bit. So if you've got your Bibles open, underline and, and do whatever you have to do. You, we've always got the sheets here for you to take a look at. Hey, also, while we're doing this, don't forget, you can go to our website at keepthepromise.org and listen online if you miss a week or something like that or you want to hear the message again. Or also, you can download the app and, and pass that on to some friends, okay? So we need to remember, there's a lot of avenues that we can use to build our spirit, right? So we have peace with God, and in Him, we can find rest. Now, if you're looking at your Bibles, right? The second verse says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Isn't that something? There's our peace. They said that the sheep would just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. He's got to calm them down. You know, how many times do we get all wrapped up about what's going on and we just need to be calmed down to know, hey, you know what? I got you. I got you. I'm your provider. I'm your good shepherd. Amen. You can rest in him. And, you know, a lot of times when we're walking through stuff and, and, and I will tell you this over the time that I've, I've did a many, a many hospital visits. It's amazing when when people really, really trust in the Lord. You say, my goodness, this doesn't look good. Your, your natural mind, right? This just doesn't look good. And they're just believing God and trusting God and you're standing with them. And it just brings a whole calmness to the whole deal because they remember who the good shepherd is. And our job as brothers and sisters in Christ is to remind them in a loving way. Right? I didn't say beat them with the, with, the, with the staff. Right? No. Encourage them and love them and point them back right, to the Lord Jesus Christ so they can rest. Right? Well, let's take a look at this. He leads and we follow. Click again. There we go. Right. He said, he leadeth me beside the still waters. And that's where I was going to share about that. Can you picture that? I know I mentioned it earlier. When I was researching, they said, if that sheep comes up to, to the water and it's running by, they just get amazed with it. They would sit there and, and, and just fall over from dehydration, they say, instead of getting in that water. I believe many of us starve ourselves spiritually. Because we don't plug into what God's got. Amen. We don't read his word for ourselves. We don't we, we forsake the assembly. We don't come and, 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 and worship. Now we can worship wherever we are. Amen. But God calls us to come together and worship as well corporately. I want you to understand that that's very important because you know what? You encourage me. I pray that I encourage you. We're spokes in the wheel for Jesus. See, everybody's got different gifting. Everybody's been through different things. You know, you like say, well, I just don't know how how God can use me. Let me tell you, you, it might not be today that you're right on the front and center. But you know what? Somebody might be going through something that nobody else in this room has never went through except you. And God might say, you know what? You need to talk to that lady before she leaves. You know, you might need to talk to that brother over there before he leaves. And you say, well, I don't, you know, I just thought I'd talk to you. The Holy Spirit drawing you to that person. And the next thing you know, they're sharing how God has healed and, and just worked in their life and nurtured thing in their life. And you go, I'm going through that same thing. See, a lot of times God allows us to go through things so that we can just see how good he is and see how uh, our life can be used at a later date to help somebody else. So if I go through something tough, just think about your kids. You tell your kids, you shouldn't do that. Why? You're not trying to keep anything good from them. You don't want them to get hurt. You don't want them to have to travel a road that you did. Amen. I always say this, son, I didn't wake up at 48 years old, you know, and a friend of mine says this. He, he says it with his with what he does. He says, I wasn't always a preacher. I wasn't always an electrician. I wasn't always this, you know, so so I've, I've walked this a little bit. 
So you know what? I'm telling you because I love you. I want to want you to remember that mom and dad love you. But more importantly than all that, that God set you in this family. And you're set in the family of God when you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That he'll never leave you or forsake you. We need to remember that. That we can rest in him. And we just need to follow him. Amen? Let's take a look at this. He restores our soul. You know, we were dead to sin, but now we're alive in Christ. See, if we're not excited about Jesus, I don't know what we can be excited about. Because everything else changes. Amen? Can I get amen? Does everything else change? I know my waistline does. I know my hair probably hasn't that much. It's just a different color. I'm still wearing the same haircut. I get a lot of flack on that, but we'll still smile about it. But things change. Our situation, our, our jobs, our health, our attitudes, all those things. Isn't it great to follow the good shepherd and know, hey, guess what? He never changes. Now, don't let me, let me just say that. That don't mean you're going to figure him out, right? Because his ways are not our ways. Whatever you think, he can do more. He can do exceedingly and abundantly more. Amen? So why fret? Why fret, friends? Keep on going. You know, I, I do want to I I say this here. You know, many times when, when we're going through this, we talk about restoration. I know that many of us go through a lot of different things and have been through a lot of things. Broken families, tough times, heartbreaks, and broken dreams. But God can weave those pieces back together. And make a beautiful mosaic. You know what that is? If you ever look at, at some of these things. And, um, you can see them. Ah, I'm trying to think where I've seen some of them. But, but they're like a, a picture. That's just really put together. Really neat out of pieces. It really looks like a design when you walk up on it. But when you get closer. It's, it's a picture that's been put together. Out of different pieces. You know? Our life. It's like that beautiful mosaic. Sometimes our life is, is broken and bent and, and God's shaping and God's doing and he's loving and all that. But I'm going to tell you what. When we get back and through the lens of Christ, through the grace of God, right, through his redemption, whom people can see such a beautiful masterpiece. You know, a beautiful masterpiece. And you know what? He's probably still working on a little bit. I know he is here. How about you? He's still working till we go all the way home. Molding us into the image of his dear son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you moldable? Are you moldable? You know what? A lot of times if you take clay, it's not real moldable if it doesn't stay, you know, wet. You know what? We need to be drinking in the water of the word so that we stay moldable to the things of God. Amen. All right. Well, let's keep on rolling. He points out the path of righteousness. Now, you notice I thought something was really, really neat. It said, he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. For his namesake. Now, I want you to think about this. God can take care of his own character, can he? He can. He can. God is faithful to his people and he keeps his promises. And I kept looking at this. You know, when we start looking at this so many times, he points us to the path of righteousness. He leadeth me to the path of righteousness for his own sake. It doesn't say he puts me in the chicken wing and makes me walk like this. Right? Can you imagine that? He doesn't, just, he doesn't beat us. They don't beat the sheep. You're going to walk this way. You know what will do that? Religion. Woo, what do you mean? A bunch of rules. We're under grace. And we're under a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he calls to us. And he leads us. And he is our model. And he draws us. And he, and, and he equips us. And he guides us. That's love. Isn't that amazing? That's love. 
You know what? Those shepherds, really, if you think about shepherds, that's not, if back in the day, if your daughter brought home a shepherd, you'd be going, oh my goodness. He don't smell just right. He's not making, you know, he's not in the Fortune 500, honey. Right? That wasn't a, a, a job that everybody said, man, I can't wait. My daughter's going to marry this shepherd boy. Right? But little is much when, when God's in it. Amen? We know who was, a, who was a shepherd, right? David. Right? We go back to David's life. I didn't know I was going to hit on it, but it's worth talking about. You know, they go down there and they said, you know, the Lord speaks to, to uh, Sam and say, hey, we're going to have a new king. I want you to go to the house of Jesse. And one of his sons is going to be the new king. Y'all remember the story? He goes there and comes down. And he sees this good looking brother. He's thinking, Lord, that must be him. He goes, no, that's not him. They bring a couple of more brothers in there. He says, Lord said, no, that's not him. He says, is this all your people? Is this all your, the, I know what the Lord said. He goes, says to Jesse, he says, hey, look, is, is this it? He said, we got, we got this one. We got the kid out here sings to the sheep all day. What? See, even the dad's like, yeah, his dad, biologic, didn't even count him worthy to even come in to be considered. See, the world sometimes might not even think that you're considered. God says, I've already considered in your mind. Isn't that something? You're his sheep when you've called upon the name of the Lord. So they come on in. Y'all know the story. I can just imagine they had to wait for David. I mean, you know, he probably ain't shaved. He's coming on in here. Hey, what's going on? And, and everything else. Been out there sleeping with the sheep because he got to stay with the sheep, right? Got to protect him. He doesn't just put him in there and say, well, I'll be back later. Right? God doesn't just say, hey, I'll catch you next Sunday. Right? Right? You don't get here and then the Lord say, hey, I really appreciate y'all coming. I'll see you next week. He doesn't do that. He walks with us. And what happens? He says, you're going to be, you're the man. You're the one. Now, did it take a little bit of time from, from out there at that pasture to get to the palace of where he was king? A long time. Quite a few years. A lot of things. And a matter of fact, David writes this. No, no doubt when David was writing this, he, he, had, he had seen some pretty tough stuff. He had seen running from people trying to kill him. Right? All these different things. People trying to just, just do him in. But he never lost faith. Because you know why? He remembered what Christ had done for him. Amen. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know what? It's not always about us. Matter of fact, the longer we live, we find how little it is about us. Amen. But I can promise you this. It's always about the Lord Jesus Christ. We doing okay? Good. All right. This is good stuff. Now we need to experience him. Now we talked about this from time to time. I can go on a mission trip. I like using this. And I can tell you all about the mission trip. And you get a little piece of the puzzle. But you know what? If you go and you experience that, your life's transformed. Somebody could tell me about being on this boat and the water splashing and all this and all these things. But if I don't go, I really hadn't experienced it. But you know what? He can share that with me to the point where I want some of that. I need that. That's good. So, so I pray that we as the church are that fragrance of Christ to, 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 to bring them on in. To bring him on in. You know what? Like I say, you and you and him and her are going to meet people that I never meet. And you're going to be able to touch your life in a way that I never can. And there'll be people that I could do the same. So never underestimate what God's poured in you for his kingdom. Amen. Let's take a look at this. All right. So we're going to break this out verse by verse. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. See, even when David was faced with death, his confidence still came from the Lord. Amen. He's up against the wall here. Things are bad. You know, a lot of times he was living in a cave. They were tracking him down. I mean, they were just trying to do him in. 
but he still had confidence in them. Go on to say this. David's relationship with the Lord was so close because you know why? He experienced so much with the Lord that that perfect love was pushing out his fear. You ever notice that? If you have a friend, and I know we've, we've got many, and, and, and you can trust in that friend, and they say, I'm going to be here at 5 o'clock. And they're not there at 5 o'clock. You start to wonder, right? Something's wrong because my friend, I know my friend, I know their ways, I know their character. They're not here. I'm getting concerned, right? Unfortunately today, a lot of people go, yeah, I'll be there. Well, I was only 30 minutes late. Oh, I thought it was this. You're not going to find that with God. Your words, you bond, right? Your yes be yes. You're not going to have to worry about it. If God promised it and he said it's for you, then you grab hold of it by faith and he'll be there. Amen. He'll never leave you or forsake you. But so many times we, we, we look at those things and we go, wow. But see, what, I want you to feel, feel this. This is what I've been praying. I'll just be honest with you. Lord, if I experience all the love that you have for me, there's no other way for me to respond than in love. Does that make sense? That's what I've been praying. If I see how much you love me and I experience how much you love me, it's got to come back out because I'll be overwhelmed by what you've done in my life and I want to share it. So I said, Lord, just show me your love. That's been my prayer this week. Just, Lord, I want to see your love. I just want to see your love. You know where you sent me? Psalm 23. And you know what I thought? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> He's like, evidently you don't because I want to show you. So that's what God's been showing me this week. I love you. I love you. And then I hear the little voice and I said, yeah, but <laughs> I go, I thought you said, no, say, yeah, but I'm having this conversation. God said, that's not me. This is me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you can fear no evil. I'm with you. I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to get you to the other side. I'm going to make sure you have everything you need. See, there's something that brings courage into our hearts when we know that the someone we're, we're trusting is faithful. Is God faithful? Why fret? Yeah, that's a setup, wasn't it? <laughs> Why fret, right? God's love has no boundaries. It will reach you at your lowest point and carry you to your highest peak. I wrote that this week. This is what the Lord's been showing. I'll take you right where you are. And you know what we do? We go, well, yeah, God, I'm trying to clean up a little bit. I mean, you know, you know I'm right over here, right? We're all down here. So we are, you know? But God says, I know where you are. I know where you are and I know where you've been. Just like that prodigal son, right? He's feeding those, he's feeding those pigs. What did, what, did, what did the picture of the father do? Right? I talk about it often. I won't go through the whole thing. But he ran to him. I want you to know that God wants to run to you. Just turn to him. Amen? That should be freeing. I want you to remember this. That's how we experience him. Well, let's keep on rolling a little bit. Verse 5 says, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I thought, my goodness, man. David knew the Lord as a refuge, as a safe place. See, in the presence of David's enemy, God provided everything he needed. God works in the midst of our situation. I want you to hear that. God's working in the midst of your situation. I'll say it again. God works in the midst of your situation. Do I always see all the footprints and the fingerprints? No. But I can guarantee you this. Jesus didn't leave nobody high and dry ever. Did you ever read that in his word? Yeah, he just left me high and dry. You'll never see that. You'll never see that. You'll see where other people have. You'll see where we have. But God said, come on back. 
God says, come on back. And so I, I pray that you, you hear this today. See, a matter of fact, as we often say at KTP, God's more than enough. See, I have to remind myself that sometimes. When, when the rain's coming and when the storm's coming and when this didn't go right and when that didn't go right and all these things are going on. I said, wait a minute, you need to listen to some of your preaching. Why? God's more than enough. See, I know that. And I know that in my head and in my heart. But there's times if I'm not careful, I don't respond like that. How do we do that? We take it a step at a time. Trust them at, at, at one piece at a time. One piece at a time. You know? Anything you look at in life, it doesn't usually happen just like that. I do know one great thing that does. When you call on the name of Jesus, he saves you. You are justified. You know why? Because, because if not, we'd mess it up. Okay, he does that. But you think about it. Somebody doesn't wake up and go, you know what? I think I'm going to be a drug, uh, a drug addict today. You know? I think I'm going to be an alcoholic today. I think I'm going to be a bank robber today. I think whatever you want to fill in the bank. It's usually a step at a time, a step at a time, a step at a time, a step at a time. Okay. Why are you saying all that? Because with one step back to Jesus, it can be forgiven. With one step back to, to Jesus, I'm not saying you won't have some, some scar tissue. I'm not saying there won't be some debt to pay or, uh, here and now. But I'm going to tell you that he wipes our record clean spiritually. Amen. He wants to set us back. And keep us on that path. He leads us, right? Even in the midst of what's going on in the presence of my enemies, right? He anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over. See, this is what I see here. David said, my cup runneth over. That sounds, that doesn't sound like lack, does it? Doesn't sound like he was coming up short. But where was he? He was with his enemies. In the midst of the storm, God was still providing. In the midst of the situation, God was still loving him. In the midst of the situation, he was still experiencing the grace, the love, and the confidence of Christ because he knew Jesus. He knew the Lord, right? He, he experienced him from that rich and powerful, loving relationship that God offers to everyone. But so many people pass it by. So many people just pass it by. They just trample the blood of Christ and go, yeah, I know, I'll try to, well, you know, I tried that. There's no trying Jesus. It's receiving Jesus, right? It's trusting Jesus, right? And then you walk with Jesus and he provides for us. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Well, you know what? We're talking about trusting. Let's move on into this. We need to trust him, right? And that's easier said than done. Look at this. Verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, David just walked through this thing. He's going through some tough times. He's in the presence of my enemies. And then what, how does he end this? He says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the, of the Lord. See, David knew the faithfulness of God. Not only did David trust God in the past, but David trusted God with his present and daily life. Can I get an amen? He, he did. He, he trusted him throughout. And I want to pull this in. Did David ever blow it? Yes. Did God restore him? Yes. Have we ever blown it? Yes. You know, will God restore us? Absolutely. So if you're here today, I, hear, I pray that you hear a message of restoration. I, I pray that you hear that we can trust God. Why fret? Don't forget about who's the shepherd, right? Here we go. We come on down here. God's word is for everyday living. 
Yeah, remember when we started out on this thing, a lot of times, and, and we do hear this a lot of times to bring comfort at funerals. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Right? But I'm here today. I pray that you take that message today and see that it's for right here, right now. It's about life. It's about receiving what he's got for us. It's about the comfort of Christ through his word. So what? Why fret? Now, when, when I work on a message, I start looking into it and I pray over it. And I'm looking and I check all the cross references. If you look in your Bible, you just say this references to this scripture and this reference to this scripture. And because I want to make sure that I'm giving you everything that I could possibly give you to encourage you in Christ. Amen. And the Lord sent me to this psalm right here, right? Psalm 25. I'm going to go ahead and break this on out. It's a beautiful psalm here. Seven. And look at the same theme that the psalmist is writing in here. Take a look at this. He calls out to the Lord in verse four, uh, Psalm 25, verse 4. It says, show me the right path, O Lord. Point me out the road for me to follow. That's a heart of submission. Do we say that? Do we ever just go to come to the Lord and go, I don't know. I know you. I need you. Show me the path. That's being moldable. You're in the right place at the right time. Amen. And he goes on to say, and then he says, lead me by your truth and teach me for you are the God who saves me. He's putting them in, in, in proper perspective. God, you're the one who saves. You're the one that knows everything. I'm coming to you to teach me. Lord, help me so that I know I'm coming to the source. I need you. Isn't that something? We can do that. We can do that because we have total access through the Lord Jesus Christ. He comes on down in here. Listen to this. It's going to hit us. Everyone's good. This is a piece for everybody in here. Remember, O oh Lord, your compassion and unfailing love, which you have shown from the longest ages past, from long ages past. Man. See, God's just not God on Sunday. He's God all the time. Good days, bad days, everything else. All in between. Even if we don't understand what's happening, it doesn't change who God is. And that's why we need to understand who God is and give him the proper spot in our life. Right. Let him fill us so that we respond like he would have us respond. It's, it's just amazing. I'll, I'll tell you something else. I'll just share it with you. As I was looking, there's 150 Psalms all right, in the Bible. And as I was researching, they said over 70 of those Psalms refer to the psalmist talking about his enemies. Almost half people are talking about they got enemies. We got enemies sometimes. Right. The world is a lot different. Than what the word is. Amen. So we need to lean into that. So what, are, what were they doing? They were singing to the Lord. They were, they were looking at God's word. And they were drawing comfort. Because they trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And look at this. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. I think I could just preach that right there. Amen. Huh? Come on now. And it says remember me in the light of your unfailing love. For you are merciful O Lord. I, I want us to know this. That just ties it all together. Because you know what? Sometimes we get a little restless and rebellious. Sometimes we don't choose good, right? Sometimes we need to just go back and say, man, Lord, uh, I, I need you, you know? But see, the Lord leads and he guides and he saves. He's compassionate and his love is unfailing from ages past to eternity. He's an on-time God. He's got everything we need. And, you know, today I pray as we, we just come to this part of our services, the, alt, the altar's open. What do I mean by the altar's open? If you want somebody to pray for you while we're praying, come here. I'll pray for you right here. If you want me to pray when you leave, I'll pray for you there. One of the team will pray for you. I want you to know that it's available to you. 
right? If there's something that you want to talk about, we'd be glad to stand with you in God's word. But I want you to know this, man. If you're here today and you know the Lord Jesus Christ, I got a question for you. Why fret? If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, why fret? I'm going to follow up with this question. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I would say fret. What are you trying to scare me? No, I'm trying to tell you what the deal is. So I'm going to be very straightforward and honest about this, right? If we die without Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we die in our sin. That means we've rejected the only way out of our sin. And that means we remain condemned. But if we choose the Lord Jesus Christ or we respond to the Lord Jesus Christ through faith, he says, I wipe that all away. Now, you might be here today and you say, you know what? I've done that and I've had a, a, a tough life. Sound like David did too at times. But what overrode the fret and the worry in his life was his relationship with the Lord of Lords. Amen. So if we're going through a tough time, I want to encourage you to go deeper in the word of God. Go deeper in your time with God. Go deeper in what God's been showing you and allow him to cultivate areas in your life so that we're hearing right. That we're responding right. That we're doing what God has for us, right? My prayer is this. That each one of us, every day, grows closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the whole purpose of this message. That's the whole purpose of every message. That they will know you and see you and receive you, Lord, for who you are. The good shepherd. So that people say, you know what? Who is this Jesus? And you say, I know him. Let me tell you. Who is this? Who is this good shepherd? I know him. Let me tell you what he's done for me. Let me tell you what's going on. Does that mean your life has to be perfect before we share our faith? I'm going to tell you the truth. Most people that have ministered to me in my life have been people who have been through some really tough things and are still working it out. But one thing is, is, is solved in their life, is resolved and solved, is that they have a relationship with the Lord. And they say, let me tell you what God's done for me. I talked to a friend of mine. And it's amazing, man. He lost his house. He lost his wife. He lost his daughter. He lost his job. He lost everything that mattered to him. And he'll say, and guess whose fault it was? Mine. But guess who restored him? God. And guess who he's going to tell you about if you see him? God. See, God settled some things in his life. God caught him right where he was at. He was at the lowest point. I tried to call him. I tried to talk to him. Didn't want nothing to do with me. I just kept loving him. Years went by. And I saw him. And he wraps his love arms around me. He says, man, I appreciate you trying. I appreciate you doing what you did. But I want to tell you, only God could do what needed to be done in my life. I'm telling you here today that only God can do what needs to be done in your life. Amen. But you know what? If I can be somebody to point you to him, I'm glad too. If I could be somebody that walks with you in a tough time, we want to be. We want to be that body of Christ that comes alongside to help you find a good shepherd. Because he's looking for you, amen. 
He's looking for you right the way you are. And he'll take you right the way you are. But he loved you too much to leave you there. I've seen it over and over in my life. I've seen it in y'all's life. We see it throughout the Bible. God never changes. Why fret? Amen. Why fret? We ask you to close your eyes and I'm going to bring this to a close. And I just pray today that, that something said here today just, just rejuvenates your heart to the point it's like, man, God, you're so good. Man, God, I, I just need to just hold on. Lord, I just, need to, I just need to hear from you. Lord, just draw close and press in. Amen. And like I share every week, I'm going to tell you it starts right here. Calling on the name of Jesus. If you're here today or you're listening online or you listen to it next week, I don't care. God's word will never come back void. I want you to hear this. God loves you. God will receive you. Will you receive him? Will you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sin? You say, buddy, how do I do that? I tell you this all the time because it never changes. God's word says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's your prayer today, don't leave here without telling somebody. Say, you know, I prayed that prayer. Why? Because you know what? There's something freeing about that. You say, I just want to tell you, I prayed and I received the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior today. And we want to rejoice with you. And we want to help you in your walk and encourage you. If you're here today and you say, man, I'll tell you what, I've been all over the road. I, I, I do fret. I do worry. I do get upset. I, I, you just don't know what I'm going through. It's so tough. I got this going on. I got this going on and that going on. My word to you today is this. Jesus. What, buddy? Jesus. Cling on to the fullness of the good shepherd. Rely on the Lord. Let me tell you, friends, he makes all the difference. He is the difference maker. He is the savior of the world. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. And I, and I want you guys to remember, why fret, right? Why fret? You know what? Sometimes when things, I, I'm going to keep on preaching for a second. I am. I'm going to keep on preaching for a second. You see so many times that, you know, we can get just left on the side, sidelines, you know? You see, we're kids. Right. But it don't change when you get older, because when you're older, you just like it's, it's kind of like older folks that are in junior high school. Amen. That's where anybody work at places like that or wherever. It's the same thing. If they find out something that bugs you, they'll keep picking sometime. But you know what? It's tough. I, I want us to, to to rise above that and say, Lord, you know what? I'm just going to pray for him. Right? It's so many times like that. And, and, and I don't know why I just, I just stopped right where I, I just want to share that with you today. If you're, if you're in school and you're going through that, let me tell you, God's still with you. He's your shepherd. If you're at work and you're dealing with that, God says, I'm still your shepherd. Amen. I'm the one that's going to carry you through. Right. So, so we're not concerned about the, the, you know, pleasing man. What do we got to do to please God? Trust him. Amen. I'll go on that note. Amen. God's good. Give the Lord a hand clap. Let's stand and praise